0: Digicom weekly growth marketing podcast.
1: Hey guys, this is Heyman from Digicom. We're a no BS growth marketing agency here to help you grow your brand. Uh, Today we're going to talk about sponsored content. Uh, I have team members that are joining. Uh, I'd like to introduce uh, Vinay, John, Shristi uh, on the call. So before we get started, uh, please like, subscribe, and give us a follow. I'd really appreciate that. If you're enjoying our content, um, we can continue to produce this and, and share a lot of growth marketing information with everybody. Okay. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about what is sponsored content, why do brands use sponsored content, direct-to-site versus content data. What channels support sponsored content? And how can you get started with sponsored content? And how can Digicom help you get there?
2: All right. To start with, Himan, can you walk us through what uh, sponsored content is and, and how do we plug that into your uh, media plan, your marketing plan?
1: Sure. So sponsored content is uh, advertorial-based marketing. Essentially, what we're doing is we're working with publications to have articles written about uh, a brand. Uh, And then from there, we're running ads. Uh, We're whitelisting these publications and then running ads from the publication handle to that sponsored content. Uh, Users click on the ad, they get to the sponsored content. They're able to read uh, about the brand. Uh, And then from there, they can go ahead and click out and hit the client landing page and make a purchase.
2: All right. Um, In terms of content, when you say content, um, there's, you know, there would usually be a question of what sort of content do we put in? What sort of um, article are we looking at? uh, What's the meat in in that article? Could you talk more about that?
1: Sure. So we can write content in several different uh, perspectives. It could be Uh, a review-based content piece where we get the product, we try it out, and then we create content around that. Other pieces can be uh, comparative, so comparing one brand to another. Of course, you want to try the brands before we do that. Uh, And then we can also talk about um, different angles, like being skeptical from a first person or enjoying the product from a first-person view. There are many different strategies in sponsored content creation uh it just it's important to test through what strategies work and also what's interesting is for every brand in different parts of the funnel different styles of content work
2: amazing uh john would you want to kind of um share any any experience like your your preferences when you're working with clients um what works best for you informative content or uh these kind of reviews that Heyman talked about? What, what do you see? Um, like, what, what's the point where you get a lot of traction when you run these uh, kind of content pieces on Facebook?
0: Vinay, I think it's it's kind of dependent on um, the client as well. Um, if you're trying to kind of showcase the different scientific facts behind your, your product, let's say, um, you're, you're going to want to take a scientific approach where you're kind of laying out all the different values um and that that this product can provide for you um although when you're dealing with some sort of product that might have more of an emotional ring to it um you might want to go with that experience based piece where people might understand that this is providing something more than just the product um, it's providing some sort of a, 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 an emotional like um an, an emotional prize at the end of it, Um, whether it's taking care of your pet or taking care of your horse or seeing the health of your your companion become better. Uh, You don't necessarily need to go into science every time. Uh, Definitely really depends on the client. Um, And that's kind of what I wanted to ask Heyman about um, a little bit. Is there any inherent qualities of like sponsored content versus normal content. Um, What's the difference there? And and why would something work better as sponsored content versus normal content?
1: So uh, why brands use sponsored content? It's to educate users uh, about their product or service. You can present uh, ideas or information on who the brand is, what they do, why you need their product or service and. Uh, ultimately, a lot of sponsored content is less intrusive than uh, a regular ad experience. The reason why I say that is a lot of times brands will serve ads from their brand. Uh, you click on it and you get to a product page and sometimes on those landing pages there aren't there isn't enough information um, but what we're what we're doing is using sponsored content as an interstitial landing page to provide that uh, information about the brand or the product uh, in a, pretty colloquial way um, because we're able to talk about, you know, what the pain points are with the, with the product, why it's a good product or why, you know, uh, or certain things that aren't uh, great or that can be improved upon. So we can provide a lot more information from an article piece uh, than sometimes uh, going directly to a landing page because some sometimes these consumers need to be more educated before just hitting a site to purchase
0: could you expand a little bit more on what you mean by running it from uh the publication's handle versus your own handle
1: yep um so we so if you think about influencer marketing right uh you can whitelist an influencer uh you usually pay some sort of usage rights similarly you can whitelist a publication you probably have to pay some sort of usage, right? But what ends up happening is that it creates a more native ad experience uh, where the ad is coming from a publication. And so it feels less like an ad from the brand. And if you're using headlines in those ads, which have intrigue messaging in it, then, um, you know, like uh, an example is, we tried X brand, here's what happened. Uh, So... Uh, when you read that and maybe you have some sort of affinity to this brand already, you can click on it and then read all about the brand um so and it's just it's very it's very much more native
0: so you would be getting that third party validation um from the publication essentially, and it's specifically because they'll be running from their handle
1: yeah, exactly that's exactly it
0: That's very cool
1: so just wanted to dive into the the data um part of the show. Uh, So we have uh, our anonymized data from um, a client where we're running sponsored content. And essentially, when we kind of break down uh, what that looks like, uh, our CPCs are 21% cheaper using sponsored content versus branded direct-to-site ads. Engagement rates are about 1.3x higher. Our conversion rates are 2.5x higher. And... We're ultimately driving an 18% lower CPA and a 20% higher ROAS. Um, So this isn't the scenario with every client. It takes time to test through what type of content pieces work for the respective client. You know, is it informative? Is it uh, experiential? is it emotional? Is it skeptical? Um, All of that information is very important to break down. Uh, And, you know, it's important, and I know I just mentioned this, but it's super important to test through different styles of content because a comparison, can, a comparison piece might work better in January, um, but it, you know, it, it might get stale by the time we get into, say, March. And so we might want to switch things up and try something more that's more experiential.
0: I got a question here. Um, When you're trying to leverage the UGC style content, uh, what do you mean by that? Like, where are we looking with our content? Um, What are we finding wins there? Uh, What kind of content is it? Is it just your regular old, like, paid content that you would view there, uh, paid UGC style? Or what are we looking for? Something more organic?
1: Sure. So I want to just break this part down because in terms of content, in your question, we're using... It interchangeably between an ad and an article. So, uh, the article is what I was describing, you know, in in, in the couple questions uh, prior. But in terms of what ads to create, uh, what we have found is UGC style ads work much better and whitelisted ads uh, work much better um, than running branded ads to content piece. Because again, the idea here is to create that third party validation. It's to uh, be more native. It's to educate users. So uh, if you have a super branded ad driving to content, well, then it feels like it's coming from the brand. And we're trying to leverage a different dist- uh, ad distribution strategy. And so, you know, these UGC style content pieces typically work better.
0: So you would say something that's even less refined than your normal ad might work well in a content piece.
1: Yeah, it could be a product uh photo that's taken on iPhone that's sitting on your counter or um you know of course you want to showcase like what the products are or what the service is but uh something much less polished than say getting an ad from uh from the brand you're working with that's super polished super touched up. Cool. So what channels exactly support uh, sponsored content uh oh, So there's so many different channels. Uh, you know, we predominantly have tested, uh, sponsored content on the social platforms like Meta, uh, Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, we've used YouTube videos to drive to sponsored content. Uh, we've run Google ads driving to sponsored content. Uh, and then of course, there are also the native advertising platforms like Taboola and Outbrain. Uh, each one of these platforms have. Uh, you know, their strengths maybe it's targeting, or maybe it's the media buying cost, or uh, how you can present information. Um, so I also want to call out what I think is uh, very important is sponsored content typically works really well. Um, you know, on all of these ad platforms, when we need to describe a product uh, or service, uh, that is probably a higher price point so think mattresses think travel think saas platforms um because you can really get uh delve into the benefits uh if something's probably lower cost like say lipstick you know you probably don't need to run sponsored content unless there's something unique about that specific brand or lipstick so uh in that example it's like hey we're using paraben you know free products where we've created lipstick using our own proprietary technology. So that's the information. If we can educate users, then sponsored content can be very helpful to do that. Um, But if it's like a low price point, uh, you know, a a product that's already in market, there's no big differentiators. um, Sponsored content might not always work. Uh, I'm not saying it won't work. You know, we have to test, but it might not always work. Uh, We've generally seen it work better where There might be a longer acquisition funnel. Okay. So, from your experience, is there any channel in particular that works better than the other in terms of sponsored content? Yeah. So, I think uh, using the meta platform, so Facebook, using Instagram, that typically works really, really well. Uh, And then Google search, um, you know, if you're using Google, think more like the affiliate marketing kind of style where It's top 10 10 pet products to buy for your specific type of dog breed. Um, There are all of these articles out there where uh, affiliate marketers are bidding on these keywords so that you hit uh, these landing pages and then you buy one of the brands that uh, are on this article. Similarly, you could leverage Google in that sense uh, because there's already a lot of purchase intent. For sponsored content, um, and the big difference is scalability. Sponsored content—you know—we've scaled millions of dollars of spend. Um, we've gone with some clients from like a twenty-five k budget uh, in month one to spending over a million dollars in uh, sponsored content, you know, uh, uh, six months down the road. And then, you know, you have your native advertising platforms such as Taboola and Outbrain. CPCs are generally cheaper. Your click-through rates are probably low, but you no, know, you can get high conversion rates if you're using the right type of targeting.
0: Could we circle back and I ask you something, Heyman? Sure. Just, yeah. Does this yeah. work for big brands or little brands or what? micro brands? What are we looking at? New brands, like established brands, or who does this work for?
1: Um. So we've run it with large brands. We've run it with new brands. Um, you know, in, in terms of the, uh, in, in the data section that we were covering, um, that specific brand, when we started working with them, they were only spending about, um, you know, sub $10,000 a month, uh, on paid ads. And because we were able to bring in sponsored content and, uh, find different, uh, avenues to distribute that, uh, to distribute, their their ads and and diversify kind of their ad strategy using sponsored content. You know, in in about six months, uh, we got to a little over 200k in in media spend for them. Um, and you know, the one thing to call out is clients aren't going to scale their budgets if they're not seeing performance. Like everything we're doing is based on conversion, transaction, CPA. So you know, using sponsored content because they have a higher price point product, we were really able to educate. Um, a large user base and and drive growth for them. So it really, it, it can be used in all different types of way, depending, you know, small brand, big brand. What I think is very important in terms of your question is it, what type of product is it? Does it um, require us to educate users? Is there like scientific evidence to support certain things? Um, is that purchase funnel longer? Uh, typically clients that answer yes to these questions, see sponsored content be more effective versus, um, you know, some uh, like uh, other clients where the price point is cheap or no education is really required. Um, Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you. Of course.
2: All right, Haman. Could you walk us through like the process of how to, um, you know, set up these uh, sponsored contents and, and what's your most optimum workflow to do that?
1: Sure. Um, so setting up sponsored content, uh, it's not an easy task because there's so many different moving parts. Uh, so the first is brands have to spend time sourcing publications. Um, uh, us at Digi, we have our own and operated, uh, publications where, you know, we have sponsored, con- sponsored content being hosted. We also have, uh, a list, uh, or a Rolodex of different publications we work with to get hosted on and that we already have whitelisted. Um, the next part is, you know, if you're working with a publication and setting up contracts with them. So the number of articles being created, the usage rights, how do you whitelist, uh, all of that, all of those details need to kind of get squared, uh, squared away with the respective publication. Um, and then from there, uh, we need to send over samples of the products to the editors who are, you know, going to review the product, get, uh, get information to to write the content piece. Uh, after that, public uh, the editors create the content pieces. The uh, brands go ahead and review them, approve them, provide feedback, um, and then once everything here is kind of sorted out, then you run media against it, and so. You know this process can take a few weeks um and it 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 creates a lot of bandwidth constraint for teams if you don't know how to test sponsored content like what style what narrative should you be using or uh what messaging should you be using in your ads uh you know you might not find this to be super effective and what's in what's uh what's great about what we've done is we've run millions of dollars in sponsored content uh, at this point, so you know we have a tried and tested strategy, and of course, we're continuously building on it um and while leveraging our own publications and like tapping into our publication network, we're able to get sponsored content off the ground in more or less like seven to ten days like with with buying media um, while other brands you know it might take them three to four weeks and there's a lot of testing and learning that needs to happen kind of along the way. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, everybody enjoyed this uh, episode and found our information informative. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, our website's digicom.io. Uh, my name's Heyment. Uh, Happy to have you on the show. Uh, and please like, subscribe, uh, and give us a follow.